The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on The Revolution, Jim and Trav will channel the Predator Pulse and help elevate your rank to expert hunter. So techniques on stealth, the perfect setup, calling, decoying, guns, and the latest trends in Predator hunting gear. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Now, here's Jim and Trav. Who's that walking in these woods? It's Little Red Riding Hood. All right, so we're Predator hunting on today's show. And to prepare for this, earlier we watched Twilight. I'm Team Edwards. <laughs> I can't remember what the other team was. I don't know. I don't know. You have lost me. I don't know. There's I just... a bunch of boys running around with their shirts off. That's Jim all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? The Twilight Saga you watched. All right, so we're Predator hunting out today's show. You know what's pretty cool? You know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to have my uh, my chest and my back all tattooed to make it look like a uh, Tommy Bahama shirt. What do you think? Anyways. All right. So we are talking about predator hunting on today's show. We're going to be joined uh, by Jeff Nimnick of Coyote Craze. Also, you can check him out on our website, OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. He's going to have his own little uh, page or... He's going to blitz it up, make it real nice, as Jim would say. <laughs> blitz it up. Also, uh, Dan Harrison, got to check him out from uh, Remington Country, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Also, Chris Chang, his new book. It's called... Uh, you read it, Shoot to Win. Shoot to Win. Man. I didn't read the title. Anyways, Bunny. I, ju- I just wanted to order some Chinese food. Bunny's here. Bunny, what's up? Can you redeem this? What are you talking about today? Wolves. Wolves. <laughs> Wolves. You doing a two-parter? You betcha. Thank goodness. All right, this two-parter with Mrs. Bunny, it's brought to you by Nissan. This two-parter with Mrs. Bunny is brought to you by Nissan. All right, so Mrs. Bunny. Hey. You have the eye of the tiger. I do. Eye of the tiger. Oh, Does I thought you were talking about the, the Katy Perry song. You got, got the, the eye of the tiger. tiger. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways. So, Mrs. Bunny, take it away. You know... People either love wolves or they hate them. That's a that's according to PETA. I think they taste good. Yeah, and they just Tastes like chicken. They just can't understand why in the world anybody would want a wolf hunting season. That we are just scum of the earth for wanting to hunt these majestic animals. They taste like Lhasa Apso to me. <laughs> I guess so. Well, so wolf. Little short dog. Wolves. Wolves do. Yeah. Uh, a recent report is showing gray wolves numbers have increased in the Western Great Lakes region despite all the opportunity to hunt um, the animals in the past few years. And this controversy over hunting uh, wolves is raging in Michigan right now. And actually this past week, um, when you went to the polls, Michigan people were voting on two different measures um, that would or would not allow wolf hunting in the future in Michigan. So you take an opportunistic carnivore and put it in a place where game is plentiful and you wonder if it's going to do good? Yeah. <laughs> oh, let yeah. me see here. Well, so the U.S. Fish and Wildlife is reporting that the number of wolves living in Michigan Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, those three states have um, has grown to more than 3,700 within the past year. 2,400 of those are in Minnesota alone, and they are adding additional licenses, 500 additional licenses to um, the this year's two seasons. The Wisconsin DNR um, is monitoring their wolf season closely. Um, hunters exceeded the quotas in two zones last year, and so um, four zones have been closed, but two remain open to wolf hunters from now until the 28th of February, or until the statewide limit of 150 animals is reached. It's last, not- last year, I wonder if that's where Chance was hunting and they went over their quota. My Probably friend. the Unpro Boys. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yep. in Michigan, wolf advocates are happy to see that recovery efforts have been successful. Um, the species kind of went by the wayside in, in the 1960s, but last spring, 636 wolves were counted in the Upper Peninsula. But opponents of this season um, are poured money into these anti hunting ads and have rallied a base in Michigan that's huge. And so I don't know what the outcome of the legislation was on voting day on Tuesday, um, but we're going to have to see. Um, they say that uh, the the opponents of this say that 
you shouldn't hunt an animal unless you have a reason to, unless they're threatening you or something like that, you know, or, or an animal. And they say that, that there is no reasonable threat by wolves, that they may, they may um, prey on a few game animals or on a few livestock up in the upper peninsula, but it's not enough to justify hunting them. And that, so uh, along with the, you shouldn't kill something without a good reason. They um, say that the reason we hunt is because we have a hatred toward wolves and we fabricate it by exaggerating fears that they will attack humans. And that's what they're going with. That's what they're running with, that we hate wolves, and so we're going to kill them all. Well, I never told you this, but I hate deer. <laughs> and so I shoot. Jimbo and I, before the show started, we were actually talking about how many deer would you like to harvest this year? And I thought, well, how much do I hate deer? Well, <laughs> That's going to really dictate how actually, many deer. It's actually really funny you say that because they say that um, no humans have been injured or killed by wolves in Michigan. Oh. However, in 2012, eight people were killed and 1,300 were injured in vehicle deer crashes. So the, the same rationale is applied to both animals. We would be quote, up in arms about white-tailed deer. However, the last time I checked, we do hunt white-tailed deer. You know what's amazing? If you take, let's say, a deer and you look at its purpose in life besides being beautiful, is there any purpose to it? Can it do anything? Actually, yes. By deer hunting, we raise money for conservation. That's it. Okay. And a lot of money goes towards different species, just not the whitetail or the mule deer or the elk. It kind of benefits them across the board. Okay, let's examine the wolf now and the reintroduction of it into the lower 48. What is the purpose behind all this? Do I think the wolf is wonderful? Do I think it's beautiful? Yes. But to what point? What purpose are we serving here? I mean, there is no purpose. Just besides it was here at one point in time. Uh, and now we want to bring it back. Dinosaurs were here. <laughs> Do we want to try to bring those back? What else was here a couple hundred years ago or millions of years ago? Do you do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, what is I the wouldn't whole, have to go to Africa to shoot an elephant. I could kill just, a mastodon. Just because, <laughs> yeah, just because it was here a long time ago, does that mean that it should come back and now threaten other species of animals? Do I think that everything could be managed and coexist together? Yes, with management, but we can't take this hands-off approach, especially well, when there is no purpose besides you like them. <laughs> wolves do not have natural predators. No, no they, they don't. don't. I will tell you this, though, that that I have I've shot both wolf and mountain lion, and their, their eye contact with you, I mean, it, it just draws you in. You can't see anything but their eyes, and it's mesmerizing. Like you lock eyes and you can't look away? You can't. Is that like when you grab a, a something electrical and you it kills you and you can't release <laughs> can't let go that's happened to me twice they, are you saying hold on i'm kind of interested in this what's that they look into your soul really what it's when, piercing like with the uh, with the uh, especially with the mountain lion when i came over this hill um his his attention was diverted from the dogs that were at the base of the tree to me and when our eyes met it was instant love do you think he I knew saw him as a no mount. do you think he saw his own demise in your eyes you know what i i, I really think that he saw me as the shooter of all of there was two other people there. I for some reason he honed out that that I was because never did he have his eye on anyone else but me. Same thing with the wolf. We called him in with an electronic collar, and uh, within about uh, thirty five forty yards. And when he saw me, okay, he looked right at me. It was like he was looking into my soul and 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 seeing. Wendy's or something. I don't know. You are much braver than I because if he's looking into my eyes, he knows that. Girl, you're dead. <laughs> you can't run fast enough. <laughs> I'd be shaking. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I outran him with a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was just a one shot kill. It wasn't, neither animal were hard to kill. I killed the one with a bow and the other one with a rifle. But uh, it's, there's just something about it. And I wonder if they use that ability when they're out there hunting. They get eye contact with them. All they can see is just their eyes. Mm. Really interesting. All right. So that was deep <laughs> yeah if it was Stevie Wonder it had no effect <laughs> alright so we are predator hunting on today's show and Jim's taking this to a place that it doesn't need to go alright so uh, coming up after the break we're going to be joined by uh, Jeff Nimnick of Coyote Craze don't go anywhere here is a word from Mark we want to say thank you big shout out to Outdoor Channel OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution Nissan NissanUSA.com Ruger Ruger.com Nissan NissanUSA.com Shoot I said that twice Yes Lucky you did. Buck Lucky-Buck.com Extreme Beam ExtremeBeam.com High Mountain Seasonings H-I-M-T-N Jerky.com Remington Remington.com That's what it's got to be Alright here's the word from Mark Don't go anywhere uh, Jeff Nemnick is coming up next Mrs. Bunny You're so cool You're coming back right? I'll be back Ah, She'll be back 
Look into Jim's eyes. What do you see? Pizza. All right, got to get to a break or return. I think it would be cottage cheese. (laughs) Just a minute. Outdoor Channel on Suburbia Hunting. Coyotes have established a foothold in suburbia, haunting malls, cul-de-sacs, and other spots where prey is abundant and hunting pressure is non-existent. This presents hunters with excellent opportunities, but it's no longer the hunter versus the coyote. There's neighbors to consider, so putting in pre-hunt work to get squared away with local officials and residents is essential. For in-depth predator hunting tips, look no further than OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. That's OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Stranded, trapped, hopeless, adrift. She's looking at me, realizing my husband can die. The greatest survival stories of our time. I knew that I was in bad shape. I was just barreling down the glacier. What would you do when your worst nightmare becomes reality? If this didn't work, I had nothing I could do to help him. Fight to survive. And I would watch him die. An Outdoor Channel original series. Fight to Survive, Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Introducing the fastest, most effective way to clean your gun barrel, the new Remington Squeegee. To use it, simply scrub your bore with a wire brush and a few drops of Remington's All-In Cleaner to loosen any fouling. Then attach your Remington Squeegee to the end of a cleaning rod or cable. And with one pull through the bore, you're done. Fast, easy, and completely reusable. Say goodbye to your father's old gun cleaning patches. And hello to 21st century gun care technology. Look for it at your favorite sporting goods retailer. A good hunting and fishing buddy is hard to find these days. They've got to push through the most grueling and enduring adventures. That's where the Nissan Frontier comes in. It's the perfect wilderness partner. With a first-in-class Utilitrack cargo carrying system to strap down your big game. And tons of power from a massive 261 horsepower V6 engine. The Frontier has got your back even on the days you might come up short. Nissan, innovation that excites. Available features, 2014 Ward Segmentation, Small Pickup Class, properly Secure All Cargo. Hey, check out OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. It's the coolest website on the planet. Even cooler than TommyBahamaFanClub.com. Okay, check out the second coolest website on the planet, OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trev. And now, here's the boys. Hey, we're back. This is Jim and Trav and the Revolution, and you just heard from old Miss Bunny. And coming up next is Jeff Nimnick. Yeah, she's talking wolves at home. She always cries wolf. <laughs> All right, so we're predator hunting on today's show. Uh, just now being joined Jeff. by uh, our good friend, Jeff Nimnick. The Marine Jeff Nimnick Coyote Craze. Got to check him out I on like our website. Salute. Uh, OutdoorShowsNetwork.com is going to have his own page. whole bunch of stuff, tips, things you can listen to. Anyways, Jeff. He's putting his kids on. Yeah, how's it going, buddy? Good, fellas. Great to be back on the show. Tis the season to lay down some fur, huh? Tis the season to kill some coyotes. Yeah. Uh, n- <laughs> now, it's it's what, uh, late? Uh, no, this is the first part of November. Now, the, the, the hides are not uh, prime, are they yet? Well, you'd be surprised, you know, especially up here in the, the northern half of the U.S., I guess you say, Nebraska, uh, you know, Colorado, Wyoming, you know, anywhere north of here, I'm thinking, yeah, they're, the, the few that I killed over the weekend were... Well, right there, you know, obviously not as prime as they're going to be come, you know, late December, but uh, definitely the fur buyers are, are buying them at this point. Now, I got a question for you, Jeff. When I step outside at night, you know, I live out in the country, uh, let's take my dog out, okay? It sounds like we're just surrounded by coyotes, like there's a ton out there. How many is actually out there? You know, I mean, when you're listening to them, as Jimmy yeah. knows, seriously, it sounds like there's a pack of 30 of them. Oh, it, it does. It does. You know, realistically, you know, especially this time of, time of year, you still have those family groups together. Uh, you know, the pups haven't quite dispersed out yet. They're still hanging with definitely mom, maybe even dads in the, in the area. So, you know, more than likely, it's probably, you know, three to five coyotes more oh, than really? likely, but you're right. They get to going and yipping and making all kinds of different noises. It does sound like a, a whole army of them sitting out there. Yeah. Now, is that uh, just strictly just communication, or are there calls within those calls that lets the uh, the pack know what's going on? I would think that they're communicating with either other groups of their of their family group, kind of if they maybe are spread out a little bit, kind of letting each other know where they're at. Um, I've heard of maybe if they make a a kill, if they catch a, a rabbit, maybe catch a fawn deer or something like that. You know, they might get real excited like that and let everybody else know that hey, we got something over here. You know, and then I would also think that, you know, they would do that just to, uh, 
you know, let everybody else, the other coyotes in the area know that, hey, this is our territory. You stay over in your spot. We'll stay over in ours and we won't have any problems, you know? Yeah. Once again, talk with Jeff Nemnick, Coyote Craze. Where can we find you online, buddy? CoyoteCraze.com is my website. And then uh, I'm on all the all the social media sites, either under Jeff Nimnick or Coyote Craze Video Series with Jeff Nimnick. Yeah. I, you know, I have a couple of uh, of calls. And I think they're howler calls made uh, out of buffalo horn. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And and uh, I, I can't quite figure out how to use it. It sounds like a cluck on a turkey. He used it. He was a Viking at <laughs> Halloween, and he uh, used that as his Viking horn, Jeff. Yeah, they're still sticking out of the size of my head, but what the heck. I was, That's why you just buy an electronic call, Jim. It does it all for you. <laughs> I was, uh, th- this is amazing. Uh, Dr. John C. Uh, Kilgo, I think his name is, at the U.S. Forest Service at uh, Savannah River. That's uh, there in South Carolina. They conducted a study. Basically, they radio collared. Let me, uh, where is it at? 60 fawns, okay? And they observed that in the first six weeks, Jeff, 73%, that's 44 of the fawns died. Uh, and approximately 88% of them, that's 35, were killed by coyotes. 13%, six were killed by bobcats and 7%, which is three is, uh, unknown. But that they, they say that that is really, um, nationwide. That is the toll. Usually about 80% of the, the fawn crop, uh, is killed by coyotes. That's amazing. Would, would you find that to be a bit high or, uh, realistic? No, I, I believe that, uh, 100%. You know, it's a, especially in the eastern part of the United States, you know, where obviously the whitetail population is is much more than we have out here in the west. Um, you know, the cover's a lot thicker. Um, just the coyote numbers out there are on a constant, you know, rise ever since, you know, the past 20 years. Out here west, you know, we have a lot of measures to, to help control those coyotes, you know, whether it's aerial gunning, poisoning, um, you know, lots, maybe a lot more hunters, more open ground, you know, people just shooting coyotes, driving down the road or whatever. And I heard of a similar study in Arizona. Uh, that dealt with the antelope fawns, mm-hmm. and it was the same kind of deal where, you know, within that first couple of weeks of those fawns being born, you know, the mom kind of leaves them tucked in the grass, and, and the coyotes were, weren't thinning out, you know, 60%, 70% of the fawn population in that uh, Arizona antelope unit. So, yeah, I would believe it that, uh, you know, just one more reason why we need to get out there and uh, control those coyotes. Yeah. Now, now uh, Travis got a stat, and I wanted to give it, on feral cats. How many feral cats are there? They said right now, this is amazing, uh, uh, 157 million feral cats in the U.S. alone. <laughs> and it is suggested that they kill 1 billion birds <laughs> per year. But the funny thing is, it, you know, we're making a joke of it, but this is a huge problem for ground nesting birds, you know, like pheasants and stuff. I mean, this is terrible. No kidding. You know, my wife will probably kill me, but I have a little rule when I'm out hunting. If, uh, <laughs> if, if I happen to see, and, and I have a term for them, I call them ditch leopards. Is what I prefer to call them. <laughs> well, that's kind of, kind of sounds mean, you know. Yeah, you know. So if I happen to see a cat within, you know, and I look around on the horizon and there's not a farmhouse with in sight, I consider it a feral cat. And it is open season for feral cats in Nebraska. There's no license required. Maybe you well, ought to start Cat Craze video series. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, though, with all those feral cats out there, I mean, and if you divide that out by, say, uh, even 50 states, okay, that's a lot of feral cats. You would think that the coyotes would have more than enough to eat without picking on the fawns. Yeah, you're right. I mean, how many trail cam photos have you seen with a coyote running across in front of the camera with a cat hanging out of his mouth? You know, <laughs> I mean, you, you see one of those on Facebook about once a week. You yeah. know. <laughs> All right, so coming up, he yells "Semper Fi" a lot. Yeah, Semper Fi. Why? Oh, whatever. All right, so to find out more about Jeff Nimnick, Coyote Craze, where can, where can we find you online, buddy? Uh, CoyoteCraze.com, and then hey, look for me on your page doing the Predator Pulse this year, huh? That's that right. Fun. We all talked about some. Some fun stuff throughout the season, so be sure and check that out. Yeah, hop on OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. You'll find a whole page devoted to Jeff. There will be uh, tips on there, some videos, some audio, some pictures, all sorts of good stuff. OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. You bet. Hey, that was Jeff Nimnick, and, of course, he is a coyote hunter extraordinaire. With Kyle Craze and the Predator Pulse, check him out once again, OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Got to get to a break. Big thank you, though, to Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter. Cabela's.com. Also, Nissan. NissanUSA.com. Ruger. Ruger.com. High Mountain Seasonings. H-I-M-T-N. Jerky.com. How about a Remington? And then uh, Lucky Buck with some uh, Extreme Beam. <laughs> Nissan. There's a whole bunch of them. Go check them out. Got to get to a break. Here is a word from Mark. Mr. Jeff, man, thanks so much, buddy. Hey, always fun, guys. Have a good one. 
You bet. Hey, coming up next is Dan Harrison with Remington Country. Yeah, I got to check about Outdoor Channel's Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't go anywhere. Our Predator Talk will continue. You could have said at that time. <laughs> right after this. <laughs> All right, let's go. Nissan says coyote hunting is a family affair. Coyote hunting can be far more exciting than other types of hunting for kids because you make multiple stands and see lots of country. But make sure they understand and respect firearms before heading out and properly prepare for your adventure by taking plenty of snacks for a long day. Also, camouflage your kiddos well because one thing you'd like to leave at home and can't is their wiggles. Now, for advice on how to outfit your kid for hunting success, check out OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com An Outdoor Channel original series. My name is Louis Tuminaro. I grew up on Long Island. I learned everything there is to know about guns from my pop. There comes a time when every man has to realize their dream. Mine, buying and selling guns out west. So I moved my family, including pops, from Long Island all the way to Hamilton, Montana. I'm here for the love of guns. I'm bringing New York with me. An Outdoor Channel original series. The Gunfather, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle combines features of the Ruger American Rifle and innovations of the 1022 Rimfire Rifle to appeal to all bolt-action enthusiasts. It features a modular stock system that provides comb height options for scope or iron sight use, a power bedding integral bedding block system for outstanding accuracy, a Ruger Marksman adjustable trigger, and a 1022-style rotary magazine for reliable feeding. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle, another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger. Hunting just got tastier with high mountain seasonings and their vast array of spices, seasonings, camp meals, rubs and shakers. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. Increase the amount of camera pictures you get this fall by using Lucky Buck Mineral. Dump a bucket of Lucky Buck in front of your trail cameras and you'll be amazed at how quickly the deer will find it. The sweet apple smell combined with the minerals deer need will bring them in close. Lucky Buck Mineral. Grow bigger bucks or get your money back. www.outdoortrailsnetwork.com Pictures, bios, gear reviews, expert advice. Outdoortrailsnetwork.com Hey, we're back. You just missed old Jeff Nimnick. He is a uh, coyote hunter extraordinaire. Spells his name G-E-O-F-F. Jeff. I call him G-Off. G-Off. <laughs> with coyote craze. Yeah. Right, so we are uh, predator hunting on today's show. By the way, if you want to uh, send a pic of your beard to me, because people do that. Trav just got one in from a guy by the name of Wayne, Wayne Devney, Devney out of uh, Houston. Info at uh, OutdoorShowsNetwork.com. <laughs> Put a little a brief write-up of your beard yeah. and a picture of yourself. Would be, How many uh, people live in it? be amazing. All right, so we are talking about predator hunting on today's show. Just now being joined by Dan Harrison, and he's the co-host of... Remington Country, uh, Wednesdays at uh, 8.30 Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. The Outdoor Channel, the best channel there is. About the outdoors. This man has impeccable facial hair, and I bet you can use that as camouflage when you're a predator hunting. You do like to predator hunt, don't you, Dan? I do predator hunt, and, you know, I'm what I do on the on the off period, when I'm not doing, you know, the Remington Country co-hosting show or my guiding and outfitting, I manage private lands for wildlife habitat. And my basic theory on increasing your wildlife on your grounds is to balance the predator to prey population. Mm -hmm. Now, you said something uh, during the break that I thought was very interesting, uh, and it was the plight of the antis, you know, the PETA people, okay, and how they're trying to inflict emotion into the predator population uh, so that, you know, we equate a coyote to a a cuddly dog and we don't want to shoot it. Uh, but that's very, it's kind of going against the grain, and we really do need to manage these animals if we want all wildlife to succeed, correct? Absolutely. I mean, uh, the, the big, I, I joined Defenders of Wildlife just so I could see <laughs> how they market their, their, their ploys. And you're right. I mean, they're selling cuddly teddy bear wolves. <laughs> and most of the money and funding is coming from people that live within cement walls that never experience what firsthand of what really happens out there. And, you know, the, the Jamie Rappaport Clark, she is 
or was the former director of U.S. Fish and Wildlife. I don't know if you knew that or no, not. Oh, no, I did not. So she knows exactly how to manage our hunting rights by restricting or, you know, like for the wolves. I mean, I have a real, real stick of point with wolves because they fall under the Endangered Species Act. Uh-huh. You know, this is a big deal. Wyoming just relisted or reclassified the Canadian gray wolf as an endangered species. I didn't, you know, they just did this last month. Uh huh. So now all hunting of wolves in Wyoming has gone away. Mm. Well, you know, but I, I, I just want somebody to tell me if we eradicate every wolf in the United States, what happens? Yeah. Yeah. You have more rabbits. There's 60,000 wolves across the border in Canada where these came from. Hmm. As a non-resident alien, I can go across the board, the border, for thirty-five dollars. I can buy a wolf bag and kill three wolves. Oh wow! wow. Really? Yes, sir. Yes, it's it's it's, it's false propaganda with when it comes to wolves because they are not an endangered species. The only way or the only reason they brought these wolves in from Canada instead of Alaska, genetically the same wolf, once it crossed country lines. They fell under the Endangered Species Act. Oh, that's dirty politics. It is dirty politics, yes, sir. Man, Dan- are, you know now now they're they're classifying them as the Northern Rocky Mountain Gray Wolf. That Northern Rocky Mountain Gray Wolf was pretty not not extinct. They never listed it as, as extinct, but it was a subspecies of the Gray Wolf, Canadian Gray Wolf, back in like I think nineteen fifty four. Wow. Yeah. But now they bring them in. Now they're referring, the PETA people are referring to them as Northern Rocky Mountain wolves, and they're not. They're Canadian gray wolves. Yeah. Period. <laughs> well, now, now the thing is, with the, uh, with the introduction of the gray wolf in Yellowstone National Park, we've seen that whole area decimated, and now they have expanded. It's kind of like, uh, the, uh, the, the different Indian tribes doing a controlled burn. Yes, sir. There's nothing controlled about it at all. There's nothing controlled about where these wolves go, and they've really expanded their territories. Where there's been reports of them, uh, you know, down into Nebraska now, into northwestern Kansas, um, Colorado, Colorado, yeah, Idaho, yeah, they're, they're going where the food is, and yeah. uh, and chances are you're going to have uh, your your little tabby or or poodle gone. Yeah, you know, I, I I think. You know, with the coyote, because um, I love, you know, it's not that I love the coyote hunt. Uh, it is a necessary tool to enhance the prey populations. I mean, I mean, for instance, the director of California Fish and Game, uh, he pretty much had to resign because he went on a legal mountain lion hunt in Idaho. He could not bring that, that trophy back with him because in California... You can't bring mountain lions into the state. That's like uh, if you're not wearing matching socks, you can't enter New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and now uh, let's get back to your uh, your TV show. It's called Remington Country, and it's on uh, Outdoor Channel Wednesday nights at 830. Now, the thing is, when you say Remington Country, you've really said it all for every outdoorsman, because when I step outside... I'm naturally in Remington country, and I could be in the Midwest. I could be in the Northeast. I could be in Colorado with you. You'd probably hate. But nevertheless, uh, you are Remington country. You know, not not being a braggart or anything, but it's being very blessed to be at the right place at the right time to be asked to be part of this because I feel what I do is Remington country. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Dan Harrison. Of course, he has a program called Remington Country. It's on our channel Wednesday nights at 830. He also has a another business that he does. It's called Colorado Mountain Adventures out of Grand Junction, Colorado. They do hunting, fishing, horseback uh, riding, and a lot of different things uh, throughout the year. And beard maintenance. Yes. You want to learn how to maintain your beard? You gotta talk to Dan. Now, That's right. Dan, put up detours. It's not my head, but my beard. <laughs> Where can we find you online, buddy? Um, ColoradoMountainAdventures.net That's right. Uh, one more time, Dan Harrison, Remington Country, Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Big shout out to Outdoor Channel, Nissan, Ruger, High Mountain Seasonings, Cabela's, Remington, Extreme Beam, and Lucky Buck. Uh, how about, uh, who are we missing here? Did you say Remington? I did say Remington. I love that sound. Right, gotta get to a break. Here is a word from Mark. Mr. Dan, thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the time. You bet, Dan. Hey, coming up next, we've got old, uh, Chris, Chris Chang. Chang, and he has a book called Shooting Straight. <laughs> Shoot to win. Shoot you to will win. never get that right. Shoot to win. Chris Chang, he is coming up next. All right, here's Mark. Oh, boy. 
right, don't go anywhere. Scout smart with Outdoor Channel. Scouting for predators can burn up a lot of time and fuel for the coyote hunter. So Google Earth can be a huge advantage to the hunter. You can easily see how the terrain lays and spot hidden features you may not notice from a vehicle. Looking at the property the night before can also give you an idea of how to use the wind to your advantage. So, with the click of a button, you can use available resources to benefit you this fall in the woods. And the best place to do this is at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Outdoor Channel presents an unforgettable journey into the unknown. We're about to go hunt a very, very dangerous animal. We've been to many places in the world that you feel discomfort because you know you're not welcome. This place, nobody's welcome. An Outdoor Channel original series, Uncharted. You know, maybe we shouldn't be here. Maybe this is the one time when we push too far. Monday nights, 11 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Remington gun care products. They last longer and clean deeper, giving you better accuracy, a smoother action, and the confidence you need for the most demanding shots. Trusted by the world's top armorers, Remington Gun Care. Look for it wherever you buy your favorite shooting supplies. For LED flashlights with brighter, tighter beams that see farther and run longer, you want Extreme Beam, the passion to outperform. Go to www.extrembeam.com. Looking for the ultimate cooking machine for your backyard or patio? Look no further than Camp Chef's new pellet grill and smoker. With user-friendly features like an auto-ignition, digital readouts, and internal meat temperature sensors, it's easy to smoke the tastiest salmon, ribs, brisket, and turkey you'll ever eat. And an innovative system makes cleanup a snap. Everyone will want the food you're cooking on your Camp Chef pellet grill and smoker. The quality smoker that's second to none. Find out more at CampChef.com. Camp Chef way to cook outdoors your attention please the revolution with jim and trav is an ebola free zone unfortunately toe fungus and swamp bud were not as lucky thanks hey trav we're back and on this week's show we've been talking about predator hunting yeah before the break we heard from uh, dan harrison there on uh, remington country uh that's outdoor channel wednesdays 8 30 p.m eastern time make sure you watch it tivo that, that's yeah. you have tivo right I'm not telling you. Ah, it's a big secret. <laughs> All right, just now being joined by uh, Chris Chang. Yeah, and uh, you can get egg drop soup from him. <laughs> Anyways, Chris Chang, I uh, just authored a brand new book called Shoot to Win. Got to check it out. Now, Chris, you were actually on a Top Shot, correct? And you won it, didn't you? Yeah, I won my season, and uh, my my sort of my background is a self-taught amateur who learned to shoot at a young age, at the age of six. But I didn't shoot a lot wow. until Top Shot started airing on TV, and, and the show got me into shooting. And so I trained really hard, um, five months, twenty-five hours a week, and I was on top of a full-time job at Google. And so all the things that I trained and learned. To win Top Shot are in my book, Shoot to Win. Did you Google a lot of things you learned? <laughs> yeah, no, so that's that's actually a big part of uh, a big part of my story is I used Google and I used YouTube. And so a lot of my uh, a lot of my training was actually, you know, using the web. So the web was, was a huge part of uh, helping me win and train. Yeah. Now has most of your shooting been on the range rather than like in the field? I would say, so when I was training for Top Shot, yes, it was all range, you know, target shooting uh, and some action shooting, USPSA and IDPA. Um, but since winning Top Shot, uh, I've gotten much more into three-gun competition and uh, also hunting. So that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, once again, talking with uh, Chris Chang, brand new book, Shoot to Win. Uh, perfect time to pick up this book. Is it on Amazon? And, uh, yeah. Are you on Amazon, man? Yep, so Amazon and iTunes and Barnes and & Noble and other places where books are sold. And there's a you know, ebook version as well for folks who got a Kindle, Nook, or iPad. Yeah, well, I, uh, I noticed that uh, I have a friend of mine that is a fighter pilot. And uh, he goes through his whole sequence of takeoff, landing, and even in a, a fighter situation, sitting on a chair in his dining room. But he, you're right. He actually visualizes this whole scenario, and he knows exactly what to do. And it's by sheer repetition that you know he's still flying. Yeah. Yeah. So, right, it's this repetition piece of doing it for real, right? you got to build in all that muscle memory. Um you know, for instance, I was with a new shooter yesterday, and a new shooter and a new hunter. This was his first time hunting, 
And one thing I noticed when, when we were walking through the field is, you know, he did not have the muscle memory built in yet where he instinctively knew where his safety was on his shotgun. So when the bird, when a pheasant flushed up, he had to look down at his gun to locate the safety and the bird was already, you know, got a good, you know, two, three second head start on him. And uh, he still got the bird, but, you know, it's, it's a matter of repeating the physical parts of the activity and then reinforcing that with this visualization piece. And you do this, you know, I, I visualize myself doing it 20, 30, 40 times. Um, you know, just in my mind's eye and seeing myself be successful and winning. If I did that, I'd be mentally too tired uh, before I actually <laughs> went out. His but, muscle know, fatigue. The, the problem is with, for me, uh, Chris, once again, talk with uh, Chris Chang, brand new book, Shoot to Win, is that in the heat of the moment, when you're out there to run through all of those scenarios and to make sure that you're doing everything right, and let's face it, in the heat of the moment, you got like five, six seconds, okay? Th this window opens up for you to take this shot at this animal that you're pursuing. Uh, and a lot of times you forget to do things. People screw up. Um, but like I, load the gun. Like, yeah, load the gun, okay? <laughs> or like you're saying, fumbling to, to take the safety off. Um, in those uh, true-to-life situations, this stuff happens. And I guess what you're saying is just, once again, to mentally prepare yourself for this. When you are in battle, uh, then you won't make so many mistakes. Yeah, yeah. So, right, the physical preparation and the mental preparation. And, you know, I, I think like you're mentioning about when this five to second sort of window opens up, you know, especially when we're talking about the context of hunting, you know, it, it, you, you see the game that you're hunting and your heartbeat starts, you know, rising and that, you know, a little bit of adrenaline rush, you know, oftentimes comes with it. And you've got to obviously, you know, figure out for yourself how do you calm your nerves and stay on task and, and get the job done? And, you know, at the end of the day, just to really simplify this all, I mean, you just got to go do it, right? There's, there's no amount of, uh, you know, studying or reading about it. You know, you've just got to go do it. And like most people, we learn from experience. Um, but, you know, with, with my book, Shoot to Win, you do, this is about preparing ahead of time, right? Learning how to shoot learning all the fundamentals of marksmanship and training before the hunt, before the competition, so that when you're in the game, you're performing at your peak. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Chris Chang, and of course he has a brand new book called Shoot to Win. You get it on Amazon, iTunes, all of the Barnes & Noble, whatever, and uh, it's for beginner shooters as well as seasoned like myself. That's right. So are you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, PQ, whatever that is? Where can we, <laughs> where can we find you online, buddy? Yeah, I'm I'm on all the social media stuff. Uh, having come from Google and I mean Silicon Valley and the web is that's that's my world. So all my <laughs> all my properties are at Top Shot Chris and that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TopShotChris.com. All right, one more time talking with Chris Chang. Got to check out his brand new book, Very Good Read, Shoot to Win. Uh, hop online, check it out, and buy one today. We are the Revolution, proudly brought to you by Outdoor Channel, Nissan, Ruger, High Mountain Seasonings, Cabela's Extreme Beam, Lucky Buck, and Remington. Got to get to a break. Here is a word from Mark. Mr. Chris, man, thank you so much for coming on. Give us some tips, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks again for having me, and uh, had a really great time chatting with you both. All right. Hey, coming up next, we got Miss Bunny. She's back. Bunny! She's back. All right. <laughs> Mrs. Bunny. She's back. She's back. All right. She'll return. Or she'll return. We'll return. We will all be together right after this. Avoiding disaster with Nissan. The biggest mistake people make is calling where coyotes are not present. If there are no coyotes in the areas you are calling, your success of calling one is slim. So look for tracks, scat, and for animal remains that are in the woods like deer that hunters couldn't find or have died from other causes. Places like these are like ringing the dinner bell for predators. Well, if you're looking for something to do in the cooler days to come, snuggle up with us at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. That's OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Maps, charts, harvest statistics, detailed hunt stories, and 1,000 photos all packed into Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls. Buy it today by calling 719-661-4037. 
Located in the heart of Maui's premier resorts, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon, enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Ho, ho, ho! It's less than 50 days till Christmas. Ho, ho, ho! Give the gift of information this holiday season. Log on to OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Gear reviews, expert advice, blogs. It's the one-stop shop for all things outdoors. Now, back to the two naughtiest boys I know. (laughs) Jim and Trav. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody Chris Chang died. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just joining us just before the break, it was old Chris Chang. Chris Chang was shoot, uh, what was it called again? Shoot it's to called win. Shoot to Win. Shoot to Win. All right, hop online, check it out. Sorry, we, we had to do that. Yeah, we did. Cool guy. We no. tried to have fun at the show. Interesting book. All right, so we are talking about predator hunting on today's show. Earlier in the show, we're joined by Mrs. Bunny. Then we heard from Jeff Nemnick. Uh, Dan Harrison with a Remington Country. Everywhere you go, it's Remington Country. Wednesdays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Then Chris Chang, uh, shoot to win. Mrs. Bunny again. Mrs. Bunny, how's it going? Great. All right, so we talked about coyotes now with you? Yeah, coyotes. Now we're done. We yeah. talked about wolves before. Coyotes now? Yeah. What you got for us? Well, everybody knows that coyotes, you know, play a huge part in uh, whitetail depredation. Uh, predation. Um, however, it's usually, you know, you think about it being on weak animals or fawns or things like that. And is it possible that they prey on adults? And I was mature, wondering that. On mature bucks and things like that. Uh, coyotes can run up to 43 miles an hour. That's like Jim. They yes. have striking leaps that reach up to 13 feet. So, you know, as they run, they can strike and leap up to 13 feet. I mean, mine's 14. Were you yeah. born in a den? <laughs> yes, I, I was. were. And successful attacks, as once they catch up to him, can last as long as 21 hours before the determined predator completes its objective. So it's not. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah. it really is. It's not unlikely that they, that they could bring down um, a mature buck or something like that. They are. Domineering. They're opter- They're the most opportunistic predators in North America, and they really, really, really like venison. I don't think that is true compared to the cat, the feral cat. <laughs> oh. However, you go on to YouTube, and um, there's a growing number of videos. I mean, more and more all the time where you're seeing trail cam videos and things taken of coyotes actually taking down full-blown um, bucks and does, and it's very possible that they can do it and that it's um, a, a growing trend. So, yeah, well, you, go because ahead. they are a natural predator— you know they're they're not unlike the the feral dogs in in Africa and so forth. What they look for is they look for the weak and sick in the herd first. Right? Oh, yeah, you know, they could pick and, that and out. They're gonna they're, they know just by body language, if you will, that that animal is not doing too well. Yeah. And I have a greater chance of my forty mile an hour running to be able to get this guy and get him down. Well, you know, you let's say at the end of the rut when bucks are worn down, yeah. they're just weak. I mean, it's. Perfect time to pick them off. So you missed your chance, Bunny, to get rid of Trav. To get rid <laughs> yeah, of I guess me. So. Well, so uh, in in this uh, study, in this article that they were doing, they talked to Al Morris. He's the host of Outdoor Channel's Fur Takers, and he's one of the industry's top predator hunters. Uh, he's a three-time world coyote calling champion. He's part of um, Fox Pro staff, and he's a um, former ranch manager at the Three Forks Ranch in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, which is kind of a famed ranch. Been and, there? Yeah. So uh, he says that in all of his years, he has actually witnessed it three times, meaning that he's actually seen coyotes um, take down uh, both young and um, um, deer and adults. And he goes into detail. He describes these encounters, you know, he's, and he says that it's actually possible that he has seen it happen. He, they go in and they um, pick out um, a one or two from a herd or whatever, and they run them and they run them back and forth and they try to chase them into the arms of the other coyote, basically. And they try to trick them into it. And they seem to know exactly what they're doing. And it's obviously something they've practiced and that they've honed and that they're good at. And that once they've committed to taking something down, um, they they go at it no holds barred until they get what they want. Okay, think about this. Everything is learned behavior. 
correct it evolves over time and then it's just instinct you know it's ingrained into the animal could coyotes how many is there in america millions of them yeah okay could they ever get a taste for humans oh it's and then could they ever get over their fear of humans where we become the prey because let's face it if you were encountered by a pack of six or seven coyotes and let's say they range anywhere from 25 to 50 pounds that's being reasonable and you didn't have a firearm on you you're not gonna run 50 miles an hour if anyone i mean i don't care you could take a seven foot tall guy that weighs 300 pounds and if there's a 20 pound yipping dog at his ankles everybody gets nervous could there ever come that point in time when a coyote would look at at a human as food. Yeah, we would be down the food chain from where he's at. Yeah, is that possible? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very possible. And when do you think that point is going to come? Our our attacks are getting more and more frequent. I mean, there's been news stories about coyotes uh, uh, um, coming up in the backyards in urban areas and uh, preying on kids, you know, like trying to drag kids off and stuff like that. You know, I mean, it's it's not unheard of as it is right now. It's just that... Like, yeah, they start with the cats and dogs and then they go to the kids. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's uh, absolutely the truth. I mean, in urban areas where they back up to um, a forest or, you know, whatever... Um, where we are, obviously, the kids play outside, but uh, and we're out in the country. But it's absolutely possible. They just have to come to a point where they're not afraid of humans enough to do it. But in a in a pack, you know, I don't think that that fear mentality is there enough when they travel in a pack. We've seen we have trail cam photos of massive packs of coyotes around here. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. around a small pond up in the pasture. I mean, there was six or eight, and then more off in the distance, you couldn't tell exactly how many there are. You know, I don't let my dog pee outside by itself at night because of the coyote telling. She doesn't let me pee outside by myself. <laughs> Jimbo and I have to go together. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, we encourage Chaperones. It's male bonding time. <laughs> no, I think that they're capable of about anything, but they're absolutely capable of taking down adult deer. They just have to have um, the will to at the moment. Once they've decided they want to, then they give it their absolute all. And it's very possible. And there are videos all over the internet of it actually happening. You know, besides, I know we've talked about wolves. We really haven't talked about bobcats today mm-hmm. that is a problem though you know especially with people with trail cameras you see when there's a lot of bobcat activity uh there's a lot less fewer deer a lot less fewer deer a lot fewer deer there you go as well as mountain lions yeah all things you have killed and eaten <laughs> <laughs> all right. actually i did save the back straps out of my mountain lion did you really and they were tougher than whale blubber i've never had whale blubber it's tough did you <laughs> what did the whale look tough like yeah. <laughs> when you looked into the whale's eye <laughs> You know, I punched him in the blowhole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shout out to Outdoor Channel. Nissan Ruger, uh, High Mount Seasonings, Cabela's Extreme Beam, Lucky Buck, Nissan. I think I've said all those. I don't know. I'm having a tough time today. Remington. We got him. All right. Got to get to a break. Uh, here's a word from Mark. Mrs. Bunny, you're amazing. I know. You sticking around for the clothes? You betcha. Cool. All right. We're going to feed Jimbo to the wolves. After the clothes, coyotes. Right after this. Bye. Outdoor channel on the perfect Predator firearm. Flat shooting rifles in 223 caliber work best in open terrain, but your deer rifle will do the trick. Shotguns rule in thick timber or on night hunts where it's legal. And if you hunt turkeys, you probably already own the right setup. A tight choke 12 gauge that throws a dense pattern out to 35 yards and use number four buckshot in magnum loads. Now the show is drawing to an end, but our predator quest continues online at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. That's OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. It's another exciting episode of Buy or Bust on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Buy or Bust. So you're back. I am back from Africa. No, I was talking to... What? Yeah. Last two years ago? No, it was a year ago. Yeah. Anyways, last fall. I was talking to our listeners. It's buy or bust. <laughs> Where do they go? <laughs> I don't know. I don't follow them home. That's cyberspace. Freaky. All right, so this is buy or bust. Okay. And what what we're uh, what we're doing here now? What we're doing is we we always review things. You yes. either buy it or it's not worth it. Let's just get to the point here. And we're going to talk about taxidermy. Yeah, but the thing is, you either buy it or you don't. And there's a lot of taxidermists out there. Well, if you take your some anim- of them should be stuffing chairs. If you take your animal to them and they do the work and you don't pay for it, 
You don't get it. You don't get your animal back. <laughs> and the it. most likely, he's going to break your kneecaps. That's it. Right? That's it. Uh, so, you know, I really think you got to be careful because uh, there's a lot of taxidermists out there, and 99% of them suck. They shouldn't be doing it. Really? Okay. Right in our area, we probably have eight or ten. Okay. It's, and there's probably only one that's really any good at all. Mike Beckman. Mike guy's Beckman. great. Yeah. yeah Mike's taxidermy there in Grinnell, Kansas. I, I think he even mounted um, someone's grandma. <laughs> I mean, he does such a great job. Um, She's so lifelike. But, you know, it's kind of <laughs> like you go to um, a gas station. Okay. Or you run to Sonic. You go to a gas station for taxidermy? No, hold on. Uh-oh. And you realize right away when you're doing your business there, you know, you're paying for your gas or you're ordering food, that that person helping you shouldn't be in customer service. There's some people that are cut out for it and there's some people that aren't. Uh-huh. Like um, there's some people cut out for taxidermy and there's a whole bunch that aren't. <laughs> yeah. And you and I fall into that category uh, that we, we're just not cut out for that yeah. line of work. We really now, aren't. Now, the thing is, it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you're going to college yeah. and and you, you've you got a, a field of study. You know, some people want to be doctors, some people want to be lawyers and so forth. There are taxidermists that actually do want to be lawyers. <laughs> yeah, they want to be lawyers and there's yeah. lawyers that want to be bankers. No, there's, there's uh, taxidermists that are really, really good with small game. Okay. But they, but they suck, suck when it comes to large amounts. Right, right. And or the, fish. That's another one. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, taxidermists, I don't know, just Google them. That's probably not the right thing to do. Yeah. Don't Google taxidermists. Uh, you're going to get the ones that do. Yeah. You get Madame Clouseau's uh, wax factory. Where they something. stuff your grandma. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, buy or bust? Buy the taxidermist. Buy the taxidermist. Yeah. Make sure you get a good one, a reliable one, one you can be friends with. Call Mike Beckman. Mike Beckman. He's a great guy. You know what? Seriously, though, you could call him. Just Google Mike Beckman, Grinnell, Kansas, okay? Call the guy if you're not in his area, and if you can't ship, you can ship your animals to him. Yeah. If not, he can refer someone in your area. The man is very well connected. Yeah, and matter of fact, and, and this is not a promo for Mike, but it kind of is because we have all he of our He pays us a lot of money. Yeah. He does. <laughs> he doesn't pay us money. We pay him money. Mike is actually blind. Yeah. He's yeah. really short. And you know his uh, his assistant? Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. All right, got to get to a break. This has been Buyer Buzz. I just about. called to say I love you. Ooh. All right, so got to get to a break. This has been Buyer Buzz. Check us out, OutdoorShowsNetwork.com. Ah, we'll return in a minute. A new and unusual kind of program. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. I've never seen such thing in all my life. Hey, what a great show today. I learned a lot about wolves and coyotes that I didn't know. I'm looking you in the eyes. Yes. <laughs> and it's scary. And I want to say a big thank you to Dan Harrison. <laughs> Still looking. Also, uh, Jeff Nemnick. How about Mrs. Bunny? How about Chris Chang? Chris Chang. Everybody, Chris Chang. Tonight. I wonder if he owns the P.F. Chang restaurant chain. He does. Shoot to win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Mrs. Bunny, thanks so much. You betcha. Hey, we want to give a special thanks to our 430 affiliate stations or advertisers and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, fun. Joe, our producer Mark Paneri, and Frank Sound Guy. That's right. Get outdoors this week and take some kids with you. Watch them all, especially if they're little. Yes. They could be a little snack pack <laughs> yeah. for uh, predators. Uh, no, take some kids with you. Introduce them to the outdoors. Uh, also to Jesus. That's right. Right? Hey, good time to, uh, I don't know, get out. <laughs> so, Amen. <laughs> amen to that. All right, amen. Got to get to a break. Local news weather is coming up next. We will return next week. Peace out. We all love you. So does Jesus. Jimbo? Right after this. <laughs> we'll return next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.